Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. Your host, as always, is Fred. Our desire is to encourage, exhort, and educate on biblical prayer through this podcast. The mission of the podcast is to help everyone God allows us to help achieve a growing, biblical, dynamic, and satisfying prayer life. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, you can reach us at freerangeprayer at gmail.com. If you would like, you can make a positive review wherever you get your podcast. That would be appreciated. Welcome to today's episode of Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. Again, I wanted to thank Richard for reminding everyone that my name is Fred and I'm the host of the podcast. Also, a great thanks to Richard for the new and improved sound. I do hear the difference in the sound and I'm praying that you do as well and that the new systems, especially as we learn them more and more, will uh, will make the sound better and better. And already for me, the producing of the episodes is easier through the new system as well. So that's a great joy. So thank you again, Richard Durrington of Durrington VoiceOver for that. Now, I wanted to do a reminder devotional on the chief end or the chief benefit, I'm sorry, of our prayers. And a few years ago, I learned in the most practical way, one of the applications of that old saw, the only constant in life is change. I learned that when I began to train in the corporate world. And if you are sincerely desiring to affect people's lives and change them for good, we have to engage in the consistent tweaking and changing of our methods and sometimes what we say and how. Now, this is necessary because people are different from one another. Almost said it's necessary because people are different. And we all know some people who are just different. But that's actually not what we're talking about right now. Because people are different from one another, anyone who wants to communicate with people (laughs) uh, to make positive changes in any circumstance, in any venue at all, needs to be consistently examining and making changes in their approach to be more clear and more effective. I wanted to review again how greatly prayer affects our lives and moves us to experience eternal life here and now making our lives abundant in the way that the Bible promises abundant life. That's key for us. Now, we spent four parts on episode four, Prayer and Eternal Life, but I wanted to do a short devotional in order to reiterate and remind everybody because this is an intensely important truth. We've just begun to scratch the surface of abundant life, but we know, or at least are beginning to know, that eternal life is not circumstantial, it's supernatural to our biblical, real relationship with the God of the universe, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Through that relationship, we can apprehend, fully understand eternal life. Well, maybe not fully understand eternal life before heaven, but we can engage in and apprehend eternal life now. Now, if you remember, we have a clear definition of eternal life from Jesus himself. And he says in John 17, 3, This is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. This is a quick aside. All our scripture readings, if you'll remember as well, come from the 1977 New American Standard Version of the Bible. Now, when we pray, and we consistently pray, and we get to know God better and better, the parts of what we learn from this, parts of what we learn, are 
Number one, that he cares for our souls. And we've seen this in several different ways. Again, hearkening back to episode four. He does answer our prayers. We saw the prayer of Abraham's servant, how God answered that prayer with the perfect precision. It was so perfect, as a matter of fact, that everyone knew when he related what he prayed and he related God's answer, everyone knew that's what the answer was, that it was right there. And then I related how uh, at one point in my life, I really needed an answer from God in the provision for my schooling. And just at the right time, in an unexpected but perfect way, he answered that prayer. So we do know that he cares for us because he listens and answers our prayers. We grow through praying in that we see he understands our hearts. Very often, what we're praying isn't exactly what we need, but our hearts are in the right spot. And so he doesn't answer them exactly the way we prayed them, but he does answer them. We saw this in the life of Abraham himself. We know that Abraham's heart, or believe that Abraham's heart, was for Lot and his family. But what he prayed about was that God would turn his judgment from Sodom and Gomorrah. And what we found, if you'll remember back in Genesis, is God did save the life of Lot and his daughters, but he did not spare Sodom and Gomorrah. His judgment still came even though that's what Abraham's prayer was, that God would spare Sodom and Gomorrah. In reality, though, his heart really, I think, cared about Lot and his family. So God does answer our, answer our prayers, not always in the way we ask. And I just thought of this one this, um, this past week. But even Paul, in his own testimony, before he was saved, he desired to glorify God. Well, he says he desires that. And I believe with all my heart that this would have been a consistent prayer for him. He would glorify God. But at his calling, when Paul was saved, we can put this together with his testimonies in Philippians 3 and 1 Timothy 1, at least as far as his desire to do godly, to glorify God. At his salvation, God told a a servant of his named Ananias that he needed to go and talk to Paul and tell Paul what what God wanted him to do. Ananias was afraid of Paul because he was taking captive and killing Christians. But this is what the Lord said to Ananias, and this is in Acts 9, 15 and 16. But the Lord said to him, that's Ananias, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. And so way back in Paul's life, all the way up until this moment, when he prayed to glorify God, the answer was yes. I'm going to answer that prayer. You are going to glorify me. But what he didn't know was, A, he needed converting, and B, he didn't know how much he had to suffer to fully glorify God. If he had, God wouldn't have put this little little part in there, but he had to show him. Paul had to learn that. So the answer in Acts 9, 15 through 16 to Paul's prayer about glorifying God was yes, but not exactly the way he prayed it. I know he didn't see his life unfolding the way it unfolded after his salvation. Now, we also found that God shows his love and care for us when he says no. I have a simple crass example that's kind of part of my own life. So we might think if we only had a 2014 Corvette that was filled in the back, I think they call that the boot, with cheese whiz, that that would be the pinnacle of life. That's the meaning of life. And we might even pray for them. As a reminder, I never have, but we might. Over time, we come to realize that Corvettes, in the end, will be rubbish, just like everything else in this physical life. Jesus even says gold and silver will perish, let alone a Corvette destined to perish with the use. 
And then we also learned that a lot of cheese whiz probably is not the best for us, our health. And so God demonstrates his care for us by saying no to those things. He says no to things like Corvettes or cheese whiz or indeed anything and everything that we idolize. He wants us to shift those things that we make idols into worshiping only him. On a more serious note, though, Paul also learned about God's care for him and that God said no to one of Paul's most intense prayers. You remember in 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10, Paul is talking about his thorn in the flesh. Concerning this, I entreated the Lord three times. Entreated is a deep, sincere prayer, right? This is really important. I'm entreating God that three times that it might depart from me, that thorn in the flesh. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for power is perfected in weakness. Essence, no, that thorn is not going anywhere. So then Paul continues and says, Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Lastly, for today, as we learn about God's care for us, I wanted to just remind us that when we pray from the depth of our souls, we understand how much he cares for us. If you'll remember back in Psalm 142, David cried out and he says, I cried out to thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Give heed to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. David was in a bad spot. He was running away from Saul. He had humiliated himself, and now he was in a cave all by himself, and he prayed Psalm 142. It's very fruitful to look that up and see what he said. And then later, concerning the same circumstances, according to the Psalms themselves, David was able to say this in Psalm 34, 15 through 18. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against evildoers, who cut off the memory of them from the earth. Righteous cry, and the Lord hears, and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near the brokenhearted. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. And then David could say that in Psalm 34 because of what he prayed in Psalm 142. He knew it wasn't happenstance or just a change of circumstance, but it was an answer to prayer. And David knew that because he prayed it. We reviewed this as well. Sometimes circumstances just change for everybody. In fact, they do change for everybody. We looked about let that in the introduction. But Paul knew this was an answer to prayer because he had prayed about it. It wasn't that happenstance. He knew God cared for him. And he knew, again, back to, referring back to the verses, that the Lord is near the brokenhearted, that's what he was in Psalm 142. And he saves those who are crushed in spirit because that's the way he was back in Psalm 142. Now he knew and he gave God the glory for the answer to that prayer. The reason the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast exists at all is because of God's grace. I believe from my soul that every Christian will be happier, more fulfilled, more spiritually mature, have greater joy and peace here on earth knowing that eternal life, knowing that abundant life, because they know God better through their prayers. Content in my last disclaimer last week expressed some of the frustration that I've experienced recently, many of which I caused myself in the process of the podcast. But if it weren't for me believing that prayer was so important and so critical to our lives, 
I, I wouldn't be able to handle the frustrations. It wouldn't be worth doing. And even so, all of us who are redeemed understand, again, what David says in Psalm 27. In 6 through 8, David says, And now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me. I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing. Yes, I will sing the praises of the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, and be gracious to me and answer me. When thou didst say, Seek my face, my heart said to thee, Thy face, O Lord, I shall seek. Comfort comes to our souls as we pray. Later, David is able to say the same song, Psalm, verses 13 and 14, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. And that's what we've been talking about, right? I would have despaired unless I had believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living right now. It also hearkens to something Jesus would say a thousand years from when David penned these words. He says, Jesus, in Luke 18, verse 1, now he was telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not lose heart. And I don't say this lightly, but I do pray that you have had those moments when it's either pray or lose heart, because those become special moments to us. They reveal to us how much God cares for us. Is my prayer, everyone who's Christian, everyone who would I, I would call a brother or a sister, that we would all apprehend eternal life right here and now, even before heaven, that we would know the abundant life that comes through prayers. I believe that would help us, help make us the ambassadors for Christ that we're supposed to be because we understand him better. We're able to communicate him better. Our desire is to understand the true God in Jesus Christ, whom he sent to be our Savior. The ultimate end of prayer, for a reminder, is God's glory. We've talked about that. The chief end of prayer, we've also talked about that, we've expressed that, is our conforming to his will. Well, the ultimate end is his glory. The chief end is our being conformed to his will. But the ultimate benefit for us as individuals, as Christians in prayer, is knowing eternal life, experiencing that now. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for today. We do bless you and praise you for your goodness to us. We thank you for your abundant loving kindness to us. Bow before you on our knees, praying that you would bring us to you closer and closer, more and more every day through prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. We thank you for your goodness and your mercies to us. Thank you for showing us how much you care. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Now, next, we'll be doing an element of prayer on worship. And so I'm excited about that as well. So until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Free Range Preacher. We hope you enjoyed it and will join us for our next broadcast coming up soon. For Fred and myself, this is Richard Durrington saying, make it a godly fun-filled day.